0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our ninth episode of The Long and Short of It. Today we'll be discussing the current state of Disney, the world of COVID, but as vaccines and herd immunity, if you will, will start to be a thing in the news, what Disney has looked like. All the way from our last trip in October to our most recent trip over spring break. Here's the long and short of it. I'm Matt and she's Corey. I'm tall and she's short. She loves television and I love movies. We have different perspectives but there's one thing we both love, Walt Disney World. As annual pass holders, DVC members, and lifelong fans of The Happiest Place on Earth, we wanted to impart some of our experiences and wisdom to you. This podcast will focus on one of the most popular things to do at Walt Disney World, the rides and the attractions.
1: We're going to pay homage and say, She's back. The ancient nightmarish, unspeakable force of evil. Uh, If anyone can tag
0: us on our Instagram account at Hockett Matt or Hockett Corey and name that quote, uh, I've got a Disney trading pin I can send you. I knew you wanted to say where I was from. So
1: I will not. (laughs) But we are back and uh, the lot's been going on. The last time we were with you was in June, and we were preparing for what we thought was going to be a July trip. But just like most of what has happened in the world of COVID, uh, we were headed to a family wedding in late July. And where we were headed to had a quarantine order that precluded us from being in Florida. So we punted on yet another trip Over the summer and we went back to Disney for the first time in October and then we went back at Christmas and just recently spent time there at the end of March and beginning of April. So we've had three pictures of Disney um, about four months after reopening, six months after reopening and eight months after reopening, so we thought we would tell you a little bit about our experiences.
0: Yeah, and we realized, you know, we we went back in October, and we were we were pretty hesitant. Um, the The world of getting out, we we found that you know sometimes it takes a while for people to make that adjustment and to feel comfortable. And we know that some people have not been out of their uh, cities, let alone out of the state or at a place like Disney. So we wanted to let you hear firsthand what Disney was like um, and understand that we've been there too, uh, from flying uh, to arriving in the parks in Disney Springs. So we wanna take you through that process.
1: And I think the first thing that we should say is um, we podcast for fun. And right now the world is kind of a confusing and controversial place for people. And I think the first thing that you have to know is, um, Disney is different and we had a great time there and we are not necessarily, uh, passing judgment or thought on the rules and regulations. Um, mm-hmm. so my first thing I would say is Disney is Disney, but it's not the same as it was in, you know, before March 17th of 2020 and, Yeah, Um,
0: now or in a year, probably.
1: Right. And they're super honest and straightforward about what the deal is there. So our podcast and other um, podcasts and resources will tell you what you can expect. And if you are looking for the experience you had pre-COVID, it isn't that. Um, However... My perspective is that it is still awesome and happy and a place that is full of joy. It's just a little bit different, and you have to navigate a little bit differently.
0: When, when we left Disney uh, all three times, I don't think we ever had the thought in our brain, well, I wish we hadn't taken that trip.
1: Absolutely. Agreed, one hundred percent.
0: This is a, it's a special place. Um, and well,
1: during our trips, um, we have stayed at five different resorts. We've stayed at Saratoga Springs. I've stayed at Bay Lake Tower, the Contemporary Resort. Uh, we've stayed at the Boardwalk. We stayed at Coronado's Grand Destino Tower, mm-hmm. and we've also stayed at the Dolphin. So we've got some experiences from around the. "Quote unquote world, if you will, that we can share with you, uh, as well as what we've experienced in the park. Sure,
0: let's let's play this Disney announcement for one second, just to get introduced the idea, because this is true in the parks, but also in the hotel areas. Thank you for visiting us today. Just a few reminders: face coverings must fully cover your nose and mouth and be worn at all times, except when actively eating or drinking while stationary guests that do not comply will be asked to leave clean your hands often and thoroughly cover your mouth and nose when coughing and sneezing and maintain physical distancing well I I I wish they would play you know in the 20 years prior to this please maintain physical distancing how many times have I had a kid kick the back of my legs in line
1: (laughs) I know there are some things I I will be honest that on earth I don't think that we should change back after COVID, (laughs) but that's just because being six feet apart from people is generally not problematic for me. (laughs) Or
0: cover your nose and mouth when coughing and sneezing. Please do that as well.
1: The whole washing of your hands. But the one thing I will say is this, as somebody who has a job where I have to enforce rules, um, I will tell you, like, I do not envy the cast members. I do not envy what they have to do. And um, I think they are trying their best to do what needs to be done, probably by, according to a legal department or whatever, so that Disney can be open. But um, I would say this. Most people, most people are generally cooperative. Um, And... You know, I think they've figured out whether people like it or not is a different story, but I think they've figured out how to generally get people to comply. Now, if you followed some of the other like big deal Disney um, media outlets and blogs and you'll you see that in the last couple of weeks, there have been some arrests. Um, a man was arrested for trespassing at Disney Springs for refusing to take his temperature, he, and he then
0: ran through, right? The temperature check, yeah, and ran was through. Was quoted as saying,
1: "I've paid seventeen thousand dollars <laughs> for my vacation. You can't trespass me." Um, and then the other one, I think, happened at the Contemporary Resort, I believe, um, or in and around the Magic Kingdom area, and a guest spit on a cast member because they asked them to put on their mask so we at the long and short of it are super pro cast members and they've obviously been back at work since last july they haven't necessarily known what they were in for Um, they've had to enforce new rules they've had to deal with guests who are coming to a place with high expectations and a whole variety of different feelings and I just the cast members we've worked with we've seen we've watched they have been awesome huge shout out to anybody who's a Disney cast member and then thinking about them um, as they've even had to endure significant layoffs and whatnot uh, it hasn't been an easy time to be a cast member and we are grateful for you
0: oh, absolutely um, I uh, certainly they're In our experience, um, well, let's, let's, let's stick with hotels for a second. So the reason we play this, even with hotels is the uh, fact that the hotel policy is the same as if you're in the park policy. So if you are on the grounds of a Disney hotel, you are expected to continue to wear your mask that goes within the hallways, the dining room, the lobby, But also just kind of walking around, did you, did you see, did you feel like that was really a a guest priority?
1: No, I feel like the guests when, I mean, obviously when you're outside in a parking lot, not around anybody, I think people were using common sense. And that's again, where cast members just have to follow a policy. But um, the only place that a cast member won't address you is when you're in the pool. Um, or right on the pool deck because you don't obviously wear your mask while you're swimming.
0: Yeah, and I was told even at the pool, uh, at the boardwalk this past week, a week and a half ago, was uh, if you got up out of your chair and were not headed to the pool that you should be wearing your mask. That was not the case. Um,
1: yeah, that one was definitely loose.
0: And certainly the same was true of the dolphins. Right, uh, we that was there.
1: really loose. Although on their beach area, if you were up and moving around, they expected you to wear your mask. So,
0: how is the hotel experience different?
1: Well, I think the hotel experience now um, is more important because with reduced park hours, mm-hmm. and and who knows, you know, Disney adds and subtracts and and is playing that by ear. But the times we've went, you know, the parks were closing at seven eight p.m. And so where you are staying is, is significant. Um, and what those amenities are, also size of pool, you know, uh, one of the things that is now a thing because the chairs are set apart and socially distant, and so getting a chair uh, at the pool, you know, I have read that um, during certain weeks, People had to put their name on a a virtual queue to get a chair at the pool. That was not our experience. We were fine. But um, especially those main pools um, where there's the entertainment and whatnot, I I could see where that would be frustrating for a family if you didn't want to think about it or plan and then all of a sudden found yourself not able to get a pool chair. However, at most places, there's multiple pools, and you may just have to move and go to the one that's not got the entertainment. But we have never experienced having a hard time with a pool chair. Uh, Elevators are a weird deal. Yeah. Um, Now, elevators are especially weird. The Disney policy is no more than four people. Or um, one family. Or one family. Right. Actually, it's one party, no more than four people. So in theory, they even want you to potentially split up your family. Um, And that's weird now, especially as people are getting uh, vaccinated and you don't, you you know, everybody's kind of doing this weird dance of like, can I join you? Can't I join you? Because in some of the resorts, there aren't a ton of elevators up to the floors. And so you find yourself waiting in line. I would say the best... Elevator that we've encountered was the Coronado Grand Destino Tower. Yeah, well, Um,
0: it's probably the best elevator on property.
1: True, but it was brand new, and even though there were people, they were moving people up and down without any problem. Um, The worst elevator would be the Dolphin uh, because of the whole awkwardness of. Who gets in? Who doesn't? And the number of people staying there. And so they, my experience. I believe
0: the Dolphin had six elevators, three elevators. It's three elevators per side.
1: Yeah, it was six, and there were there were lines. Enough. There were always lines. And, yep.
0: and the Dolphin's so tall. It is the the you can't use the stairs. Destino had uh, six elevators all to the same in the same tower so dolphin had three and three on different sides
1: obviously saratoga you know, the nice thing about Saratoga yeah. is it's just walk, yeah. you can walk if, if somebody needs an elevator. The number of people who are relying on the elevators are not as significant. Correct. And so um, even mm-hmm. if you were in a position where you needed the elevator, you probably wouldn't find yourself waiting at Saratoga. Or you could just request a first floor room.
0: Yeah, well, and in, in Saratoga, any... Where there's an elevator, there's a set of stairs. That's not always the case. You know, you kind of have to go and find some stairs. So, yeah, I mean, we had many a conversation where it was, hey, I'm vaccinated. Oh, you're vaccinated. Okay, we can share something if we wanted to. Um, there were other times where people certainly did not want to. And you could, you
1: sometimes you really I'm could that read.
0: Person. Yeah, absolutely. You could read body, body language and see whether or not someone... Needs the time. I mean, we say the elevators, but the elevators, at most, you're, I mean, for boardwalk, we were waiting maybe 60 seconds.
1: Yeah, no, that it boardwalks, really elevators that were fine. I would say the biggest thing at hotels, we talked about pool chairs, we talked about um, elevators. I think the biggest thing that we noticed that was different was food availability. Mm-hmm. And which is why I would give a huge shout out to both Bay Lake Tower. And to um, Saratoga Springs. Saratoga because you can walk into Disney Springs and have oh, for sure. food for days. And at um, my experience at Bay Lake Tower, everything was open. So you could get Food take court. Out. Yep. Food court was open for grab and go. The Wave you could get grab and go. California Grill is now open. Their little shop. Um, the outside pool, little restaurant, cabana bar thing that was open. So my two experiences have been that um, Saratoga and uh, Saratoga and the Dolphin. No, sorry. Saratoga and Bay Lake Tower had the most food options and most flexibility. Least food options, the Dolphin, which isn't actually a Disney In our resort. experience. Yeah. In our experience. Second least would be Boardwalk. Um, the Which you
0: wouldn't think because the boardwalk used to be just flooded with spaces, including ESPN Zone.
1: Yep, closed. Uh, Flying Fish, closed. They used to have a place called? Boardwalk Joe's, closed. Yep, The boardwalk um, walk-up where you can get the delicious onion rings and the, um, are they the macaroni and cheese bites? Absolutely. Yep, that's Mm -hmm. closed. Um, So the only things that were open at the boardwalk were Trattoria, the pizza window, the Big, River leaping, Grill. the Big River Grill and the Leaping Libations. Yeah.
0: And then they did have the screen door open, which is the general store, which does provide a good which number of things. doesn't have
1: newspapers anymore. And if you're like me and like to get the USA Today newspaper while you're on vacation to do the crossword puzzle, no newspapers.
0: Mm. In general, though, you should be aware, it doesn't matter what hotel you're in right now, all dining, all dining is mobile order dining. You have to plan ahead.
1: That's quick service. Absolutely. And table yeah. service, all, you have to have a reservation.
0: But let's just say you're staying at Pop Century, Art of Animation, one of those with a massive food court. That is a, you show up, you put in your order, and we'll talk about it with parks too. Then you say that you are there. And that's the same with Saratoga. An experience that we had just, you know, can we run in and order breakfast? It, it did take about 15 or 20 minutes in that situation.
1: Which here is like a newsflash. Before Disney rewarded planners um, for our trip most recently, I thought, oh, we'll play it by ear for a little bit. And the only reason that we were fine was because it's just the two of us and we didn't care when we ate. But if you have A, any sort of need to eat at a regular time, B, tiny humans, C, older humans, um, you would have to plan either for the mobile ordering or you have to have advanced dining reservations. Now, I will say this. This is a change. I don't know how long it's going to exist. But right now, Disney is not assessing a cancellation fee if you have to cancel your advanced dining reservations. I think that's probably because they don't want people coming with covid Um in order to save $10. So consequently, my recommendation would be make your dining reservations. And then if you had to, you could cancel. The other thing is this, keep checking your app because people are canceling and reservations do open up. But I don't know that they open up for large parties. Yeah,
0: well, and if you know it's mobile order dining and you know you can do it, if your hotel, room is on the other side of the complex you can do that order right there in your hotel room the problem is if you don't know about it if you're not a planner and then you show up and realized oh now i have to order and then you're waiting waiting, you could time it pretty well
1: yeah if you time it Mobile ordering is the way to go. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about how to get to the parks. Of course, if you rent a car, just be aware that rental car facilities are constantly sold out. So you're going to want to plan that ahead too. In multiple opportunities that we had renting from Alamo, I would show up and hear people complaining because their car uh, was not available. If you are a person in COVID that feels fine taking an Uber, from an airport or from a hotel to a park, that is certainly an option. But Disney, of course, has always provided the bus service. Now, of course, the Magical Express is starting to disappear.
1: Well, that's not going to disappear for till a while. January of twenty twenty-two, and they just decided that Mears is going to replace it. Yep. But so we did not take any public transport or any Disney transportation in October. We had a car and. Um,
0: We did end up taking the bus to the parks. Only to Magic Kingdom. To Magic Kingdom, Kingdom, which is what we do. And I don't think anybody was on the bus
1: with us in October.
0: It was quite a scene in October. Let's just speak to that. So things have changed from July to October to December and now into March. Of course, we were there during a busy time of year anyways. Easter is traditionally their busiest season, along with 4th of July and Christmas. So we were used to the crowds, but the crowds were pretty heavy for what we were used to seeing in a COVID world.
1: Yeah, October um, was not crowded and was not really hard to navigate.
0: Right, no. I mean, certainly everyone was a little bit more cautious anyways. But people weren't vaccinated. People weren't taking the risks. So that certainly has allowed what we noticed a lot more of in our current trip than even over Christmas was the older population has returned to Disney. Not only that, but the New York population has returned to Disney. Because
1: now they can travel. Correct. Also, the one thing that you should know now is... Um, our October and our December trips, you couldn't park hop. Now you can park hop after 2 p.m. if the park has availability. And that has also changed the game because before you could only be in one park per day. And that was just weird and different yeah. if you were used to park hopping.
0: And then they made that shift to, you could park hop, but you had to reserve that park when you park hopped, right? Just for that brief it's moment. Just,
1: you had to just check to make sure that, that was it was available. available but nobody has really talked about or encountered any difficulty. And I think the one thing about park hopping that you need to know, you can park hop to all four parks in a day after 2 PM. So you start at one, you're there till 2 PM. And then after 2 PM, you can go wherever else you want. The one caveat is if you are wanting to ride rise of the resistance at Hollywood studios, you have to start there. And anybody who's park hopping to hollywood studios isn't eligible to hop in that virtual queue for rise of the resistance so if you're hopping to hollywood studios it would be for everything else yeah
0: which is fair because not even any everyone that could get into that park at the in the morning gets to ride that ride all right well let's talk about parks then moving forward let's start with uh, i mean of course the park Magic Kingdom.
1: Well, I think the first thing we should start with is you have to have a park reservation system. Okay. so And this is complicated for people because there's different rules for different classifications of people. So if you have a one-day ticket versus if you are staying at a Disney resort versus if you are an annual pass holder. We're not going to go into all those details right now, but what I will say is this. You have to keep checking your calendar, especially if you are more than one category. So, if you're a pass holder staying at a resort or that kind of thing, and you just have to keep looking. We don't know when Disney is going to change capacity. Right now, the claim is that they are operating at 35%. We've not heard anything different, Um. I don't know what 35% feels like because Disney never releases its numbers, but you do have to have a reservation for the parks. And what's interesting is there's no like limit on when you can reserve. So you can be reserving a park reservation for December of 2021 right now. Um,
0: As long as you have a reservation. As
1: long as you have a park ticket. Yep. Yep. So that's the one wrinkle that again, if you're planning a trip for a family, you have to be prepared. Um, you don't have to worry about fast passes. So fast passes are gone for right now, but park reservations are in.
0: Yeah. Well, and park and fast passes has definitely contributed to a more consistent line feel. I know people have different theories on this. There is still a disability pass, um, a VIP experience, Uh, different situations where people are moving through the fast pass line. And just like in the normal uh, regular situation of the past, the fast pass line or that situation does get a little busier throughout the day, is not busy in the evening, is not busy in the morning. So the morning line looks really long, but it really does read to about the time that they're quoting from, if not a lot smoother and faster than they are currently quoting. We had that experience a number of times.
1: I will say this. In all three of our trips, I can count on one hand, and one thing COVID has done is we've actually ridden rides more than we usually would. Yeah. Um, I can count on one hand the number of times the posted wait time was longer the Ride wait time was longer than the posted time. Sure. Every other time it's been less, and usually it's been less by 10 minutes or more.
0: I mean, if we're going to break down the park, let's just talk Magic Kingdom.
1: Splash Mountain lies. They always say it's one time, but... It was lo- a lot longer. That was the one. Now, Okay,
0: so Magic Kingdom Splash Mountain tends to be as long, well, if not longer.
1: But I, I say that. That was back in October when they had to stop for cleaning.
0: But they are only, if you're looking at Splash, they do separate families a lot. So it is not abnormal for you to see three people on that boat right. instead of eight, nine, or ten. Right or you'll see two in the front and two in the back if they had a, a, a pair of twos. Yep. So that's what's really kind of slowing down that process because right next to it's Big Thunder. Big Thunder quotes a huge time usually, and it usually is shorter, but they are filling up every seat.
1: And that's new, that they're filling up every seat on like Slinky Dog and Big Thunder. It tends to be the outside rides that they're filling every seat jungle or uh, Kilimanjaro safaris. There's plexiglass inside. They aren't filling up everything um, except they are filling up smugglers run completely unless you ask. Yeah. And if you ask, then they allow you to have your own little situation.
0: Let's go back to magic kingdom. Okay. You're skipping around yep. um, haunted mansion. Fast, slow, fast. Almost always. You can ride haunted mansion in 15 minutes or less uh Fantasyland. faster it's weird though because except for one of small world. The, one of the longest waits is small world mm-hmm. now yep um good call and one of the kind of moving through uh speeds is peter pan and i think peter pan especially is dealing with the we don't have a fast pass and everyone gets to move through at a consistent pace because peter pan always backed up with that fast pass
1: line that is true
0: so, uh, F- PhilharMagic is still running shows, although they do separate and spread out people pretty significantly. And in the queue, they'll get you through the queue, give you your opera glasses, your opera glasses, and then they'll stick you on a Disney colored circle. They do this a lot. They do this in other rides, uh, like rise. And they say, you're standing on blue circle. And, uh, and then you're free to go in, but that that at least shows them how many parties there are.
1: Jungle Cruise is not a full boat.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but it does have plexiglass. My best memory of COVID at Disney was when I rode Pirates of the Caribbean, and I was the only person in the boat.
0: Yeah, I feel like you need to post that on your social media account for people to see.
1: It was awesome, because I was with a large party in line, so they had their own boat, and then there wasn't anybody near me. And here's a pro tip. If you are by yourself ever in a Pirates of the Caribbean boat, which, super awesome, I don't know how many of you will get that chance, they don't let you sit in the front because they have to even out the weight distribution. So I had to sit in row three.
0: It, it was surreal and absolutely hilarious. For a person that doesn't laugh, I laughed at that one a lot. <laughs>
1: it was, I'm telling you, like that's, you know, doing things by myself at Disney World is like my bucket list, so... It was awesome.
0: All right, so. um, So Magic
1: Kingdom, I would say.
0: Space seemed pretty normal. It was always gonna be about 50 to 60 minutes. It seems like a long line, about 30 minutes is outside and 30 minutes is inside. It really does move.
1: It really Pretty fast. Yeah, I don't think that one's annoying at all. Some
0: of the, it is interesting to go through some of the cues because the cues go forever. And let's take Buzz for instance. Buzz's queue goes outdoors in all kinds of directions, but it goes through monsters in Concord, or uh, you know, the Laugh Floor,
1: which is not showing.
0: It's not showing because, well, you know, shows aren't showing.
1: All entertainment is stopped.
0: Yep. So, but you do walk through that queue too, and you're like, "Wow, I am, I am in a far place." While we're talking about parks, and that that queue reminds me, you know the way people handle the line. Disney has six foot distance measured. Really, it's probably about eight feet if you're really concerned. And it says, please wait here. Well, back in October, everyone was hyper focused on that. Back in December, everyone started to, I think they were still pretty respectful, but they were, there were just more people. Nowadays, No one pays attention to those markings.
1: I'm just going to speak freely. It's not hard. There are signs everywhere. Please wait here. And people either can't read, aren't paying attention, or are just disrespectful. I think it really comes down to to that
0: they don't feel like that's an important rule anymore. I mean, we... I don't necessarily think think? it's an important rule, but I like having space. Half of the people, one third of the people, four fifths. How many people are following the rules?
1: I follow the rules. How many? Well, at least me. 20%. No, I think it's more than that. I think about probably 60% are following the rules. I really
0: do appreciate the space in line. Me too. I hope that never goes away. Um, but it is noticeable when yep. someone is not following it because they're right next to you and you're like, what are you what, doing? Are, are we in the same world?
1: What's interesting is. It doesn't matter is-
0: what your political beliefs are on the social distancing. That is the way the line is managed at Disney.
1: And here's the interesting thing. Disney used to be the world of fill in all available space.
0: Absolutely. That's hilarious. And
1: now they are like, do not fill in available space. No filling.
0: So, all right, let's skip to yours and my favorite, Epcot. Is Epcot a park reservation?
1: Okay. You're being sarcastic there because people (laughs) can't see you. Epcot is not my favorite. Um, because I just, right now Epcot is in a major refurb. It's all chopped up in the middle of the park. There's not that many attractions to do. And the countries have been dramatically scaled back. Shops are closed, not as much entertainment. Um, restaurants are still not fully open. So
0: I think if you haven't been to Disney in a year, Epcot would be the shock of all shocks.
1: Yes. And also Epcot is like 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. So it's it's not a morning park deal. So I would say if you want to go to Epcot, always make that what you hop to.
0: It is the only park currently in its model. And again, things can shift even by the time we're done with this podcast. But the park hours have been set at 9 p.m. for any park. Uh, of course, Animal Kingdom even earlier than that. Uh, at Hollywood Studios was 8 p.m. Epcot has been 11 p.m. for a while. You can get to Epcot at night anytime yep. you want.
1: Yep. Again, just realize not everything's open.
0: So Epcot's Soren is pretty consistent at 30 minutes. Yep. Mission Space is fine at about 40 minutes. If test you, Track is crazy. Isn't that's it?
1: the one thing that I would say if you are a passionate Test Track rider. That would be the reason to make a reservation. That's the only one.
0: Yeah. And if you are a passionate test track rider, just be aware that the test track experience is not the same because you are not designing a car in our COVID world of touching screens. So you just, the queue goes through that exhibit. You look at all of the little computers and you just keep on moving through.
1: Good point. And the other thing you should know is they always open early so good point as we well were so
0: typically 11 a.m start right and we
1: were through and done with the ride by 11 a.m so we were in the park at 10 20 and
0: and waiting for 30 minutes probably
1: and waited for 30 minutes so that's always an important thing epcot hollywood studios not sure about magic kingdom but for sure, Epcot and Hollywood Studios, they always let you in before the posted wait opening time. I would say 30 minutes. Yeah. So They just don't want people gathering. On time is late. So if you get there for a 9 a.m. park opening at Hollywood Studios, it's been open for 30 minutes. Yep. And you're going to be greeted with 120 minutes for Slinky Dog Dash.
0: Yep. Well, Epcot, of course, is still very popular for drinking around the world. Especially on the weekends, I would yep. stay away from Epcot if you had a family. It does turn into a little different environment, especially, I mean, believe it or not, but especially around some of the countries, of course, that have a lot of alcohol available.
1: That's a great point. And right now they're in the Flower and Garden Festival, which is beautiful, all the topiaries and all of that. But there are booths and all sorts of things around the world. And you're right. The, the drinking around the world has not been thwarted due to COVID.
0: It takes 60 minutes to get into Mexico's pavilion because of the tequila bar. Whether or not you want to go to the tequila bar or not, it takes 60 minutes to enter the building at times. So
1: if you want to ride the Grand Fiesta... <laughs> boat ride to see the three we're just
0: checking things off the list you've
1: got to wait in that line
0: all right well let's move on to dac disney's animal kingdom sure
1: uh i would say that's the park now where it used to you used to stand in line and now you don't
0: i uh, i mean even i and I was brave for one moment and not in another, but I did go on flight of passage one time and it took about 60 minutes, but in flight of passage world, that's about half as long as it usually took.
1: Exactly. Uh, Everest, shorter, um, you went on everest too you were brave there
0: i went on everest three times uh in the in those two weeks it's crazy
1: covid craziness
0: yep so but everest everest looks like a really long line the line starts if you know the park well it starts by finding nemo the musical all the way down there uh, by dino land and you still get through in 20 minutes
1: yep safari uh, also super long line, super sad. Cause that line goes through the Lion King show, oh, that which was is also shocking. not open. Yep. Shocking. Um, and again, super, looks super long, but it's about the posted time. Yeah, At most.
0: Um, we did ride a safari multiple so times, fun. but of course, if you it, just in general in the parks, everyone, because they have a park reservation, everyone shows up on time. The parks have limited hours. So if you are going, if you are a a fan of the crowds show up early and in the morning, because everyone will be there. If you, let's just say magic kingdom, everyone's on main street in the morning, then no one's coming into main street after 2 PM. Well, you know, some park hoppers, but it really isn't that many park hoppers in any of these parks. Uh, most people stay the whole time, and I think it really is affecting ticket sales. I think they're they're choosing one park and one park only just to save a little extra money. So, but Animal Kingdom, the nighttime in Animal Kingdom, for what it's worth, you know, as things close down by eight p.m., the that experience is really awesome. You can get a lot done in those two hours,
1: except the line that. Lies about wait time at Animal Kingdom is,
0: I mean, not in the evening. Yes, it she, was. She was upset at Dinosaur for a posting, and uh, understandable. Again, we would be under our time, but for that one, for some reason, two or three times, it was it was an excess of an
1: hour. Yes, and very hot.
0: So, the, be aware of Dinosaur. Uh, but the nighttime safari, if you had to choose, uh, the last one always goes out around sunset. So about this time of year, it's about 7, 7.15 p.m. At the last one, I would give it a maybe a, a 20 or 30-minute head start there. But it's fun to see some of those animals. My favorite part of the nighttime safari, which isn't nighttime, of course, it's still light, but um, was the, what do we call a group of giraffes? A tower. A tower of giraffes all stuck by the door that lets them into their pen because they knew it was time to go, and there must have been 12 or 13 of them just kind of huddled together.
1: It looked like in a weird way at a bar.
0: See, I, I am a, I'm a big sci-fi movie person, and it looked like I Am Legend the first time you see the zombies with Will Smith in that weird room. If any of you have watched that movie – it's 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 shocking but they're all kind of huddled together <laughs> ready for something <laughs> he's talking to you
1: right now so <laughs>
0: again i like movies she likes television so but that leaves uh only one park remaining which is
1: the
0: greatest park disney's hollywood studios yep so i've heard this in multiple occasions people are upset with their experience of Hollywoods at and hollywood studios and it only revolves around one thing and that is
1: rise of the resistance
0: it is not a given that you are going on that ride
1: okay so here's the deal people two things now to join the virtual queue you don't have to be in the park um, they've changed it so you have to get up in the morning at 6 55 a.m and be ready to try to join the virtual queue at 7 a.m or if you don't get in that 1 p.m. is the secondary time. And that's when they start issuing the backup groups. We did that once and it worked just fine. Um, the one thing I will say is this. Different hotel rooms, different Wi-Fi in trying to join the 7 a.m. The one reason that Disney did change to, to do the 7 a.m. Um, instead of get into the park was because people were mad that they had wasted a park reservation and didn't get to go on the ride. So now you can change your park reservation in the morning if you don't end up getting that Rise of the Resistance boarding time. I mean,
0: when you don't get it at 7, and you really do feel like you're doing everything the right way, but I don't know if any of you have flown Southwest before. When you don't have early bird on Southwest and you really want to try and get an A, not anymore, but like a B boarding pass, And not a seaboarding pass you go at the exact second that your flight is 24 hours beforehand that really did prepare us for this moment it is we are looking at our clocks for about 15 seconds beforehand then we're on the app getting ready to refresh you are
1: the master i will
0: give you one of my tips okay so it when we didn't get it at 7 a.m it was stressful And we rode this thing at least 10 times now, right? So, and we still wanted, we went to that park to ride that thing. So I can understand the people that have never ridden it wanting to ride it. So it turned stressful for us. And so at 1 p.m. we were refreshing. Well, Corey did it one way and I did it the other and it worked for me that time. So I tried it at 7 a.m. The one of the last days we were there and it worked that way for me again, I opened up the app, I went to the Join Virtual Queue, and it it said that this wasn't open yet. So in the past, I would then close the app and then not hit Join the Virtual Queue until 7 a.m. Well, that's one extra second of loading. And I know that sounds weird, but that is all it takes. So instead, I, w- I went in to Join the Virtual Queue, and I dragged that screen down as you would to refresh any type of uh, an application. I'm sorry if you're not involved in that technology. Uh, maybe we can give you a tutorial if you go to our social media account, but I dragged it down and it refreshed the page. So at 7am and I was already in that window, I dragged down, refreshed and then click join. It reads the party. That you have. So automatically it just had me and Corey selected.
1: Anybody who has park reservations. And I did it
0: with, you know, three other, two other people before that as well. And that worked out well too. But, and then you just click join and it tells you, you've got a boarding group. So boarding groups uh, are not unfortunately a given for riding the ride either. Um, Some boarding groups, uh, some days, if you were in 50, you were riding it. Before noon, if you were in 50, some other days, you weren't riding until three or 4 p.m., strangely enough.
1: Yeah, we, our, our 1 p.m. day was a close one. We got boarding group 108, which two days later was boarded by like yeah. three o'clock, but our day it broke down, and so.
0: We literally were, we left the park and it was closed by the time we were out of the ride.
1: That's right. We, we waited in line that time for an hour once the boarding group got called.
0: Yeah. So a virtual queue is not a, you just show up and you're on the ride. You do still go through the queue. I don't know if any of you have been to Universal. Strangely enough, we both went to Universal in March and they have one ride, very similar, uh, Hagrid's uh, motorcycle ride. And uh, a number of the people that we were with did not get the chance to ride that ride. Including me. Because it's a virtual queue and we kind of didn't know what to do. So if if this is your first time going into Hollywood Studios for Rise of the Resistance, what I would encourage you to do is, number one, do your research on Google. Number two, do your research on YouTube. Number three, talk to a cast member before that specific time so that you know ahead of time what some of those tips and tricks are.
1: But um, Tower of Terror is one of those that the posted wait time, tends to say shorter than it actually is. The Tower of Terror line is so long. It is. It
0: goes all the way back. If you are sad that Fantasmic is not running, that queue goes all the way back to Fantasmic and you can get a sight of the the island.
1: And Slinky is Slinky is one that has been a longer wait Slinky's time. Slinky's going to be
0: 70 to 90 minutes almost all the time. And
1: first thing in the morning it was closer to like Two hours. All right. So
0: if you are if you are thinking how how do people operate at Hollywood Studios since this is one of the more popular parks right now, people will go into Star Wars and Debatu at the beginning because they want to ride. They realize they can't ride now. All of a sudden, rise. So what do they do? They go to Smuggler's Run.
1: Yep. Smuggler's Run is pretty traditionally like just a, a kind of a longer wait in the day. Yeah, at I- night, it's like forty minutes, thirty five. But during the day, it's about an hour.
0: And it really isn't a bad hour. You're just walking through a number of places. But uh, it
1: is a legit hour. You just be aware of it. The other thing that you can't really get right now that's almost impossible is if you want to go into Batu and go to Oga's Cantina. Sure. That I think Oga's Cantina is like super small.
0: If you can imagine, you know, all of the space limitations of a small place. Yep.
1: So that's one that if you can get a reservation, we'll take tips from you.
0: When we were there, you know, in the past, though, we were sharing a table with another group. It was before we were COVID. on top of each other. Yes, right. before COVID. Yeah, so uh, definitely with Aerosmith's "Rock and Roller Coaster," it is it, it's another long line. It goes out by Phantasmic, but it it does move. The nice thing is again that that ride accommodates a lot of people all at once.
1: One thing you you all should know is that at certain moments and places and spaces, you're not supposed to eat and drink without your mask on while you're moving. So in certain rides, they don't let you have food. And especially once your queue goes indoors, they they don't really let you have food. They do in like those long outdoor queues, but then they get to a point where you aren't able to um, keep your food. So if you just buy like a really nice food item or snack, I wouldn't assume you're going to be able to take that in line.
0: Right. And one of the reasons is Disney, again, if you didn't hear that message, Disney does not let you eat and drink while moving. And they will call you on that all the time. So even if you're in line, I was, I was talked to, I had a Starbucks drink in my hand through the Minnie and Mickey's railway uh, ride, and it's an outdoor queue in front of the uh, Chinese theater. And... Um, people routinely said, Hey, you need to make sure that you are masked when walking. And I wasn't walking that much in that line, but they're, they're trying their best to enforce again, what a policy is at Disney.
1: And again, just for my shout out to cast members, they didn't make the rules. So if you don't like the rules, don't be mean to the cast member.
0: Absolutely. Uh, in two minutes or less, Corey. What do we we need to know about Disney Springs?
1: It's crowded.
0: It's very crowded. It's not managed the same way. There's no no number limitation. No one's keeping count.
1: Parking garages are complicated because of temperature screening, so there's less parking. Um, Early on, they said it was getting to capacity, but now they're not doing that. So it's just, it's crowded. And if you are COVID nervous justifiably so um disney springs is not the place for you sure that's the place where there are the least people wearing masks um parks and resorts and stuff is much more uh controlled it
0: it really is just uh, a number of locals at some point too um and florida's rules are very different than other places around the country so they uh they have a different set of expectations but everyone is masked um the we went to the boathouse the boathouse does not have a weight in the back of the boathouse you got to go through the boathouse onto the dock but it's a beautiful location to sit out and have a dinner
1: that's where we got to see the christmas star
0: yep um we also saw a room from saratoga springs right across the water where i had my christmas lights prominently displayed on the porch which i got a number of compliments on. that was your
1: favorite yes
0: um Two new things at Disney Springs that maybe you want to pay attention to. Number one is a cookie place called Gideon's, oh. which has a very long virtual queue at times. I think we entered a virtual queue and waited four and a half hours for we didn't that. We
1: stand there or anything.
0: No. So we just waited. They texted us back, and then we entered that line four hours later. Uh, and then another place, Donuts.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't remember off the top of my head. We didn't get to do the donut place. But here's my question for you. Gideon's worth it or not?
0: Yeah, someone asked me that today. Um, you know, it's a I, for me uh, a donut would not be worth it. A cookie is worth it, and especially because they had some level of a peanut butter cookie. I love peanut butter.
1: The cookies are delicious.
0: It was a it's a pound huge, cookie.
1: Huge shout out to Gideon's. I was concerned that it would be too chocolatey, um, but it was incredible. So delicious. It's like eating cookie dough, but not
0: wow well of course thank you for joining us again on the long and short of it this episode the current state of disney brought to you by of course the hockett family
1: and remember the current state of disney may or may not be current after you listen to this episode so we'll Well, have to we'll have to keep you posted. posted i'm Corey.
0: and i'm matt thanks for rejoining us we're glad to be back we should be tackling and getting back into the swing of the rides and the shows but of course right now there are no shows so we'll talk about rides in the future thanks for joining us today follow us on our instagram accounts at hockett and hockett leave messages or comments on how to make this better see ya